Good morning, afternoon, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, there was actual tragedy here in the studio. Both of my capture cards have died. The one that was my backup, which was the very first capture card I used, the Razor Ripsaw, a purchase I made that was a mistake. I mean, let's be honest. The Ripsaw, I, I only bought it because I was naive didn't know a whole lot and it was just like oh wow i just hooked this up and i get amazing game capture it, 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 it was uh it was a unique beast to deal with but unfortunately it is brain dead no device can tell it is even plugged in which is kind of shame all it does is show a red problem light. In addition, my primary capture card, one that I actually bought with knowledge, the Elgato HD60S, the one I've used pretty much for the past five years. Unfortunately, finally bit the dust very, very suddenly. Just all of a sudden, one day, after we were done recording Eagle Eyes on Tech last week, or actually for this week, it unfortunately decided to capture nothing except for darkness. I have tried it on multiple different computers. All of them just show black. Alas. So I have taken the time. I have torn apart the studio reassembled it, managed the cables better, cleaned everything up. And the new capture card is in. We're using an Avermedia 4K USB thing. That is going to be our backup. And then I have another, then I actually have an internal Elgato card on the way. And this is actually one thing I want to point out for any other streamers out there. If you're going to go ahead and get a backup, I would strongly recommend use a different brand the main reason being is that if it turns out it's a corrupted driver then you're going to have two capture cards at the moment while on stream that don't work whereas in my case the avermedia uses a di different set of drivers and the elgato uses a different different set of drivers as well if one of the drivers gets corrupted, the other one will still certainly work. That is my logic. That is both from the mind of a streamer who's been in the business for six years and also from the mind of an IT guy. Uptime is always the most important. Have a backup. So. Should we actually get to the podcast? That actually seems like a smart person thing to do. But if anything sounds a little bit different, uh, that's why. It's because everything got shifted around. And I'm not going to lie. The dust looks amazing. It's so nice. It's so crisp and clean. Hopefully the same can be said for Cyberpunk 2077, which is... Apparently going to have its next-gen version be released soon, late February or early March. People have seen listings for Cyberpunk 2077 showing up on the PS5 and on the Xbox Series series. Well, actually, it's only been spotted for sure on the PlayStation. Other people have said they could have swore they saw it on the Xbox Series series and such, but... Nothing solid as of yet. Project Red CD has in fact come out and said that they are looking for that. Here, here's their current projects. All right. Here, here's what they're saying. 
they are currently focusing for the first quarter of 2022 on Cyberpunk 2077. Patching up everything, getting everything nice and wonderful and ready to roll. And then the second quarter of 2022 is going to be focused for Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. In their message, they also said they apologize for the extended wait, but we want to make it right. And I'll be perfectly honest, to go ahead and release it on a new platform, that gives you another launch cycle and gives you a chance to re-expose the game to an audience that already wrote it off for dead. So realistically, this is actually a really, really smart move through the minds of Red CD Project. So for them, I'd say, hey, good going. Good on you guys. Oh, hey, Aver Media actually just liked my post that I posted. I was, uh, I don't mean to get back on the su subject of capture cards. I was blown away with this new one. It's a, where's the box for it? I have the box right over here. What is it? It is the Aver Media Live Gamer Ultra CG553. It is a 4K HDR pass-through capture card. The main reason I went with the 4K model is because the standard 1080p version Aver Media had was USB 2.0. And I know, I don't know what voodoo they think they can pull, but I know USB 2.0 capture cards. They have massive amounts of delay as they compress everything they're capturing and then uncompress it on the other end. And I just don't want to deal with that delay. I don't want to have to go ahead and have like a reaction between what I see and what the chat sees be radically different. Absolutely not. But I have heard for the longest time, Avermedia gear is a pain to set up that like the software is just like wonky it's you gotta know like this that and the other thing it's like it's like using a mac you have to like trick the software fool it into doing what you want it to do and if it'll cooperate with you so much the better that's what i was told to aver media you want to know the complex amazing seven hour setup that it took me to hook up this new capture card. I plugged the USB, I plugged the USB three cable in the front of the PC. I then misplaced the right HDMI cable length for the middle monitor, found the HDMIs, plugged it up to the center monitor, plugged it up to the gaming PC that I was using for my test and it worked. No drivers. Never plugged in another Avermedia unit into the streaming PC before. It just worked. What the heck? I literally installed no software. None. Zip. Zero. Nada. Am I just tech magic? Am I a witch? What is going on here? Anyway, I'm actually excited to use, use the card. The funny thing is that that's gonna be my backup. The 4K card is my backup. The 1080p card's gonna be my main. Figure that one out. Actually, figure this out too. The 1080p card from Elgato costs the same as the 4K card from Avermedia. Let me know when you figure that one out too, because I have no idea. Grand Theft Auto is also going to be moving to the PS5 and Xbox Series series. Specifically, Grand Theft Auto, of course, 5. I mean, there's no other versions of Grand Theft Auto. It's just 5. There's never been a 4. There's never been a 3. There's never been a 2. There's never been a 1. It's only been 5. It has been 5 since the PS0, way back 
in in uh, 1874 when the PlayStation Zero first came out. It has only been GTA 5 ever since then. Anyone who tells you there's a GTA 4 through 0 ever, they are incorrect. It has never happened, and there are never any spinoffs like San Andreas. That's also a myth that also never happened. It has always been GTA 5. Just e GTA 5. Just GTA 5 just gta 5 but wait what's this we actually do have a message from rockstar the makers of grand theft auto 5 and other games like grand theft auto 5 for for other platforms saying they are working on the new next entry for grand theft auto and we have a title are you ready are you ready you're not ready. You want to hear that? It's Grand Theft Auto 6. Whoa! I'm blown away. I am actually more blown away that Rockstar is willing to go ahead and make a new Grand Theft Auto. Like, they were doing really solid for just going ahead and sticking with the... Skyrim model. Just re-releasing the same game over and over and over again. It's working. It worked. But unlike Bethesda, they are willing to go ahead and make a difference. They're willing to go ahead and try a new approach and make Grand Theft Auto 6. Hey, by the way, wasn't Bethesda working on a uh, an Elder Scrolls 6? Whatever happened to that? Honestly, for that fact, what has Bethesda really been up to since being acquired by Microsoft? We got out of their studios, what? Um... What have we gotten, actually? Um, Deathloop. There are probably some other things we've gotten out of them, too. Deathloop actually, was, actually looked pretty good, though. I still haven't, I haven't had a chance to play Deathloop yet. There's been just way too much going on in my life to play pretty much anything that and uh i'm fairly certain that final fantasy 14 has eaten my soul it, it, it's just happened it's crazy speaking of souls being eaten the creator of wordle has sold wordle that's right the game creator i'm trying to actually look for their first name Josh Wardle has sold Wordle to the New York Times for the low seven figures. That means the first number was a one. First off, good for him. I mean, Wordle has been just a massive, massive phenomenon on the internet, and it just kind of took off out of nowhere. It was really weird in that sort of way. But let's be perfectly honest. If you're the New York Times, you went ahead and spent a million dollars and you intend on getting that million dollars back. So one of the first things that's most likely to happen is one of two things. Either A, there are going to be ads flanking the Wordle page, or B, it is going to be thrown behind the New York Times paywall. Or C, both. I would not be surprised by both. Now that also being said, there is some other news. You can, if you love Wordle, you can in fact just right click and save Wordle as an HTML file and play the game offline for the next
What's 2,000 days divided by years? So apparently the actual uh, webpage just has the next 2,000 days worth of, uh, of words already saved in it. About the next five and a half years, roughly. I didn't, my quick math here did not include the years. I'll be perfectly honest. So right there, you can go ahead and just save Wordle as it is. Here's what I'll tell you right now. A lot of people will go ahead and do this just cause why wouldn't you? If I were the New York Times, and this this word's getting out, by the way, that you can just right-click and save as Wordle. I'll just tell you this right now. One of the first things that the New York Times is going to go is add a sixth letter. So right now, the way Wordle is structured is that you have to guess a five-letter word and you have six tries at get guessing this word it will only accept real english words and what it'll do and for those who actually don't know how to read the the tweets regarding someone's progress in wordle here's how it works every time you guess it'll light up each square either gray yellow or green if it's gray that letter is not anywhere in the word if it's yellow that letter is in the word, but in the wrong spot. And if it's green, that letter is in the word and is in the correct spot. It's very similar to a game called Mastermind. Or if for whatever reason you know it by the terminology that's given in Nintendo's little uh, clubhouse games, it's a lot like hit and blow. No, I don't know why it's called that. It sounds really, really dirty every single time I say that. But welcome to the world I live in. But if I were the New York Times, the first thing I would do, add a sixth letter. So now you're going ahead and guessing a six-letter word instead of a five-letter word. Thus, you guarantee the save version and those next 2,000 days... Fine, you can go ahead and use that version. That's a-okay that's a -okay on, on their end. But now it's six letters. Now, none of the days, none of the words you are familiar with can be, can be there. That's what I would do after the New York Times. I mean, they can go ahead and do what, what they want. I'm not their real dad. By the by, um, we're currently recording this on February 8th. I'm actually a little bit behind because, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was really depressed this weekend after both of my capture cards die. It, it, it I know I keep railing on that, but it, it, it irked me. It really did. Like I go, I went through a lot of effort to make sure I had a backup to a backup. And the backup was dead and the primary was dead. Then I didn't, I did not want to go ahead and spend the money I did on new capture cards. I was really bummed. Anyway, that's why this is a little late. Kind of, you know, what else is late to NVIDIA. Where we have absolutely no details about the RTX 3090 Ti. I have a feeling it's because, uh, well, two reasons. One. They can't find anywhere to make them. And two, they are still arguing internally and conducting a civil war about whether it's pronounced T-I or Ty. It's T-I, by the way. It's the 3090 Ti. It's GIF, not GIF. And it's NFT, not NEFT. I have declared it so, and the internet is on my side. So deal with it. But yeah, it's the end of January. There's no details on this card. We were expecting 
Details by the 27th of January. It is now February the 8th. Where my details, NVIDIA. On better news, though, Microsoft Flight Simulator will see, receive DLSS support this year. So you actually have a prayer of running the game with the GPUs you can't get. Oh, I just made myself sad. That's kind of the problem right now with uh, being hyped up for really high-end uh, gear, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I can go. Oh, oh. Aww. But no. At least when you can finally get a hold of a 30 series or, a, or let's be honest, a 40 series. I'll just tell you this right now. The 30 series will, will never, ever catch up to demand. It never will. The demand just refuses to die down. And then on top of that, Samsung just seems incapable of making enough. Their foundry just cannot seem to, uh, to get even remotely close to meeting demand. I think this will only be over when NVIDIA announces the the 4000 series and they end up using TSMC after TSMC has opened up a new fab. That's what I think. In better news, the FAA has reached an agreement with Verizon and AT&T to safely de deploy, quote, C-band 5G near airports. So these 5G towers, apparently the FAA was very concerned that these 5G towers were going to interfere with various equipment for handling airplanes. Apparently the bands which 5G uses would interfere with that equipment. However, these five these five G C band signals are able to be picked up by cell phones and not interfere with the airplane sensitive equipment. So it seems like a win win. And thus everything was better? Question mark? Chrome for Android will now warn you when you close all tabs to prevent data loss. It didn't? Okay, maybe I'm not like a super power user of Chrome on my phone, but... It didn't? Really? Really? Uh, okay, cool. Good update. Glad to see that's been fixed, I guess. I'm just blown away by this. Another good Google update news, Google's iMessage solution will now hate, will now eliminate what we hate about green Android bubble. I cannot tell you how many times this drives me nuts. So for those who are not in the know, if you have an Android phone and you deal with anyone that uses an iPhone, What ends up happening is that first off on the iPhone end, your bubbles show up green and their bubbles show up blue. The blue bubbles that refer to iMessage, green bubbles are just your standard text message service. Now, when I talk to someone who is on my Android phone, I deal with someone who actually uses iPhone. I never notice. But the one thing I do notice is that when they do something like like a message, which you can do on iPhones, but can't do on Android phones, 
yet. It, it's a limitation because of the because uh, of the platforms. Android still uses old school style messaging. iMessage basically uses it or iPhones use iMessage, which is basically an instant messaging service that uses your cell cellular data rather than the actual cell signals. So iMessage is way more capable than the old school text systems. Old school text, uh, Android phones are currently looking at other options. It's still up in the air as to what everyone's going to use. It's kind of been an ongoing problem for like four years. But one of the biggest annoyances is that if an iPhone user likes or reacts to a message, it just says liked and then repeats your entire message back at you. And it, it it's manageable, but holy cow, is it obnoxious? Well, Google has now made an update that will in fact just put an emote now next to it automatically rather than that message back. It basically, what ends up happening is that on the iPhone end, because the iPhone knows it's talking to, to someone that's not an iPhone, it sends the text message liked and then the whole message back. Now what Google's, what Google's default messaging app will do is just simply take in that incoming message saying, oh, hey, you're, um, you're liked and put a, put an emote below your message instead of giving you that entire word salad back at you. Does that make sense? Did I botch that too much by getting distracted by, uh, a few little things that were just sent back at me. I hope that made sense for everyone. That's all I'm going to say. I hope that made sense. So that is what's going on. I cannot wait for that to actually come out. There is now a 500 Hertz refresh rate gaming display revealed by BOE. Okay, why? Other than I just have one giant, big, fat, freaking bragging number. What is the actual point? I really, really do want to know. We're, we're never going to know, are we? point the refresh rate going up has to there has to be like some diminishing returns right there has to be right great news though ios 15.4 adds new emojis like the melting face biting lips heart hands Troll and more. I'm looking at these emotes right now. I don't know which one is supposed to be the troll. We have like a biting lips. We have, I, I see the biting lips. I see the melting smiley's face. I see heart hands. I see a guy covering his eyes, but trying to peek through his fingers. Uh, we have a, we have a hand just holding out. Please give. Uh, we have beans, we have a dead battery, we have bubbles, we have half a face saluting, we have uh, awkward slanted uh, face, we have uh, empty face, and then we have a giggle face. I don't know which one is supposed to be troll. Anyway. There have been 23 major BIOS vulnerabilities discovered that impact Intel, Lenovo, and more so update your bios anyway tesla is moving out more supercharging 
for non-Tesla vehicles. Again, I will, in fact, at least say good on you, Tesla. Because there's one thing that EVs desperately need is the infrastructure to actually charge them. Just charge it at home! I, I swear. Half the people who say just charge it at home, they are the same, same people who forget to charge their phones. I guarantee it. And they're going to run out there and try to find a supercharger and then be SOL. But no, seriously, there needs to be more and more charging infrastructure out there. We're going to take our break here. When we come back, I want to talk about a scam that happened and also what it means for everyone else. We'll be back. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So let's talk about Ice Poseidon. Ice Poseidon, for those who don't know, which I was one of them, is apparently a... Uh, he's been a longtime content creator and uh, was formerly on Twitch and then was banned from Twitch back in 2017 and now streams on YouTube. The guy is not exactly a... Um, The the guy's not really, he's not a class act. We'll just phrase it that way. The guy has been involved in a lot of fairly sketchy stuff over the years. And recently had been caught in a bit of a cryptocurrency scam. The way these work is disheartening. I'll just phrase it as disheartening. What happens is the content creator starts talking about this amazing cryptocurrency adventure and then tries to get people to buy in to the cryptocurrency. And apparently these cryptocurrencies use what's called a, a liquidity pool. Which means that the liquidity pool is the money behind the value of the coin. Now already, just on the concept of this annoys me. Because now instead of the cryptocurrency trying to stand on its own two feet as having the value of the currency itself, the only value it has is now the pool, which means its value can never go up or down. Well, its value actually can go down. We'll get to that in a bit more, but its value can never be more than what the liquidity pool is. And if someone buys into it, that means the value of that currency has not changed at all because more money has gone into the pool and more of the currency has been generated. So its value by that very nature can never go up. This is already my first problem with these kind of cryptocurrencies, but somehow, you know, it's going to go to the moon. The value is going to go up. Even though you had this liquidity pool that determines its value. Maybe there's a step I'm missing in there, but uh, already this sounds really, really dumb. And in fact, considering the fact that there's already a giant pool of money behind it, there's only one thing that could happen to that then at that point. The money either sits there forever doing nothing other than giving value to a, to a currency that you invented, 
or someone steals it. Well, lo and behold, Ice Poseidon, the person behind the CX coin, uh, well, he just decided to make a withdrawal of 500 thousand dollars from this liquidity pool but here's what's amazing what is absolutely amazing about the brazenness of this absolute jag he was confronted by youtuber coffeezilla who i am now subscribed to what a great con I I'm, I'm surprised i never heard about this guy I'm not gonna lie When CoffeeZilla went and confronted Ice Poseidon, he admitted to everything about it. He admitted to performing what's referred to as a rug pull, which is just as it sounds. It falls in the metaphor of pulling the rug out from, out from under someone. In this case, everyone who buyed the cryptocurrency because now the value just dropped to almost zero because the entire liquidity pool behind it almost completely vanished. But here's the killer part. After confessing he did this and that he's not going to return any of the money because, eh, forget that. After that confession pretty much went viral, he is now trying to deny it ever happened. What? But it's all documented. There is a confession. Now, Ice Poseidon has gone radio silent. I would expect any scammer caught in the act like this to go radio silent. It's, it's what they do, let's be perfectly honest. Now here's the next question. What happens to every single follower that got scammed? What happens at this point? Can a lawsuit be filed? Honestly, it's hard to tell. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Because I'll be blatantly honest. The main reason why I don't like cryptocurrency is because every other form of investment that's out there is regulated. It's regulated for one reason or another. All right. Because cryptocurrency is not regulated, you get terrible things like this. Where people just go ahead and do things that you'd normally get arrested for if you were to say try it in the stock market like pump and dumps rug pulls and that sort of thing or pyramid schemes which is what this was and there's laws against that sort of thing you can then go after people like ice poseidon but because cryptocurrency is completely unregulated Everything's fair game. It is why so many scammers are drawn to cryptocurrency. And at this point, I'd, it's almost to the point of being for every five, uh, I'd say, for, I take that back, for every one true believer that, be, that believes that cryptocurrency and the blockchain is the future and that normal government-run Currencies are a relic of the past and the future is now old man. For every one of those, 
there are six people trying to ruin cryptocurrency. I'd say it's about that. I, I'd say it's about that bad. And I'm not even joking either. The people trying to exploit the system far outnumber the people who truly want to let it thrive. The majority of people who buy into cryptocurrency, I'm willing to bet they don't understand it. And the bulk of these people are also the same people who get into NFTs and thinking they then own the piece of art or the piece of digital goods that the NFT is associated with, not knowing that you have a certificate and a link. That's it. But that is very important to try and drill into the heads of these people. I don't hate cryptocurrency people. I don't hate NFT bros. I am frustrated by them. I am frustrated by them because anytime I try to prevent, I try to show them facts and logic. I am thrown back. by how much they refuse to learn and want to believe that everything is fine. It is to the point, and I've said it before, where it feels like a cult. And I don't know how to help them. I really don't. It is the same thing for all these people. 500 thousand dollars half a million people or half a million dollars stolen from people who just wanted to believe someone that they trusted I know a number of people will look at my channel and even though my audience is small, I am still technically an influencer. But here is the difference between me and someone like Ice Poseidon. My goal is to share my wisdom and my knowledge with my followers, with those who choose to listen to me, to those who choose to watch me go ahead and mess up time and time again on a silly video game, or just listen to me talk about various stories like this one. Ice Poseidon's goal is one of pure greed. And who cares how many lives get ruined in the process? People like Ice Poseidon disgust me. And people like Ice Poseidon call my phone on a daily basis to try and get me to give them money with some lie about resetting my cable box, with some lie about my Medicare that I'm nowhere close to old enough to have or to just lower my credit card rate or some fake Amazon purchase and I'm too aware to end up falling victim to something like that and I want more and more people To be aware that these sort of things can happen. To be aware 
that there are people out there like Ice Poseidon who don't care about how your life is. Who don't care what sort of tough times you've been in. All that matters is there's money in your wallet and not in theirs. And that is a cold, cold way of thinking. That I have no patience for anyone that could care less about what happens to their victims. I would say their supporters as these people supported Ice Poseidon. But at this point, I don't think they're supporters anymore. They themselves, whether they, are in, whether they realize it or not, are also victims. Conned into getting a cryptocurrency that was doomed to be worth nothing. Folks, if you're going to go ahead and invest in cryptocurrency, realize this. Most of these small coins that pop up out of nowhere, because they're boosted by a liquidity pool, it's extremely unlikely their value is going to go very high. It is, in fact, more likely than anything that it's going to be a rug pull, that this is going to happen. And even then, even if it's a trusted one, like Dogecoin for some reason, Shiba Inu, a lot of people went ahead and trusted that one. How's is, how is that one doing, by the way? I put $20 behind it. What is it worth right now? At the time of recording this, so, so everyone knows, I've I've been clear about this multiple times. I do own roughly, I put in a hundred dollars worth of cryptocurrency, and it's uh, it shot up to one hundred and eighty. It's gone. It's now below that. It's now ninety dollars. Oh, my twenty dollars worth of Shiba Inu is now twenty two sixty seven, twenty two sixty eight. Earlier it was eighteen. But the actual value per unit is 0 0.000031. That's it. Even if you're going to get into one of the mainstream cryptocurrencies, know this. The value can go up and down for no adequately explored reason. And many of these cryptocurrencies also have a large amount of it owned by large financial institutes. Major banks actually own a lot of money in Bitcoin. If they ever decide to cash out, the value of Bitcoin would crash in an instant. If there is more and more concerns about the environmental impact of the power consumed by supporting these blockchains, the value dips. But at the same time, Elon Musk can smoke a joint and the value could go up. Investing in cryptocurrency is not investing. It is gambling. Straight up. Because it can go up or down for nautically explored reason. As far as the envir environmental impact goes, it's worse than any other currency. It just is. Because it's designed to consume a lot of power. I've said that time and time again. It is by its very nature. That is how it operates. But of course, no one wants to remember that. Because everyone just wants to think about how they're going to the moon. And they're going to have 16 Lambos or something along those lines. All I can ask is that you, a listener of this podcast, please think logically.
if something is too good to be true, take a step back and think about it. Why is it too good to be true? What is the person telling you about this, getting out of this? Always think critically. That is how you avoid these kinds of traps. That is how you avoid being part of a community that lost $500,000 to a man who cares so little about his followers that he would go on a podcast and admit, yeah, I did it. What about it? And with that, my friends, I want to say thank you for supporting this podcast. This is the subscriber-only episode, so by listening, that means that you subscribed, and I greatly appreciate that. I know things have been a little choppy and weird lately, but um, in a weird sort of update, uh, the early bird briefing can now have video episodes. I don't know what to do with this, but... There is at least signs that Spotify is doing something other than tell me to uh, go ahead and be knowledgeable about what I'm uploading. So there's hope for something around there. Although oddly enough, um, it still shows I have zero listeners, even though people have told me that, uh, yeah, I listened to your re recent subscriber episode and uh, yeah, it was great. So I don't know what's going on there. My user metrics for, for that is very bizarre. Take care, and I hope you have a great day.